We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You read in the game. I, you know, I tell you guys that no lead is safe, so you got to read the game. Uh, he's being checked by medical. Next guy get in, get the job done. I'm not sure. Uh, well, we, you know, the second half, we, our defense wasn't very good. You know, so they shot threes. We didn't challenge. They made. But, uh, oh, you know, I want to say that, you know, the, you, we built a big lead and we didn't close it out as well as we should have. But getting the win is the most important thing. You just find a way to win. Yeah. By the way, I found it. What? The Tim Smoke. There we go. Parrish Duggar. This coach is killing this team. With drop-off coverage, allowing threes up 15 or more, and mismanagement of players' minutes. Use the roster. They're NBA players. Who you want them to use? Euphornia guy? Okay. Charlie Brown? He's played in an NBA before. I'm going to go ahead and not criticize the coach who has... Uh, are they a top-five defense yet? Maybe they just fell out of it tonight, probably. Um, I think... They only gave up 103 points. I don't think they fell out of it. 113. No, it's not what, a good defensive line for them. 113, excuse me. It was I, one, I, what was the final score? 123, 113? Yeah, and look, yeah. I get what Charlie's saying. It's like you're up by this many points. You mean um, Parrish. Charlie Brown didn't send in a super chat. Parrish. Uh, okay, Parrish, Robert Parrish played for the Robert. Celtics in the 80s. Robert Cross is one of our infamous super chatters. And Charlie Brown is either a Peanuts character or... Is someone in the G League that might play on Thursday? Where did where did that come from? You're the um, one that said Robert Parrish randomly and Charlie Brown that. at a certain point. I Parrish Duggar is a super chatter on this. I I get what he's saying. Switch up your coverage. Don't give up any threes. Like, okay, maybe that would work, or maybe you're just giving up a bunch of opportunities at the rim. It's like the Knicks have a philosophy. They usually execute the philosophy. They didn't execute the philosophy as well as they needed to tonight. To bring in, to bring into the, this is all the coaches' fault seems to be a little silly. I think Parrish is venting after a frustrating fourth quarter, and he chose to blame Tips. I also think Parrish. I co-signed with John that the strategy was working, and then a team full of G leaguers decided to not miss from three. 
So I also just from my observation of if I want to criticize the coverage, um, most of the threes that the Grizzlies hit in the fourth quarter were just like switches that weren't like actually executed well, or like the Knicks are just were getting caught leaving a guy open. Like it wasn't it, it, the, not a lot of the threes that the Grizzlies hit in the fourth quarter were like a pick and roll that led to an open three and drop coverage. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that um, probably the strategy, something you don't want to do when you have a fairly well machine like the Knicks are, is uh, start using a defensive strategy that you don't ever use. Just execute the thing that you usually do. Parrish, I guarantee that it will not be this bad when a team... That, I can't guarantee a team won't go 9 of 12 from 3 in the fourth quarter. I thought their defense was like fine until the second half when they decided to start playing at like 60%. So They're they're sixth in defense, by the way. Thank you, Parrish, for the contribution. Sixth in defense, seventh in offense. My God. They're a good team. They're really good. Sam Garcia's dad, take, talk me out of wanting to trade for Marcus Smart. Uh, I could do that easily. They checked in on Marcus Smart. Uh, Fred Katz reported that, and they were shut down. He's also hurt. We have enough hurt players. That too. Yeah, no, they, they checked in on Marcus Smart over the summer. They checked in on Marcus Smart recently. Not going to go. Right here is Robert Cross, Robert W. Cross. Uh, it's your boy, John. Do we get clarity on strong veal parmesan options within 15 minutes of MSG? Casual stroll, not brisk, please. Uh, it's an inside joke. I, I said to Robert earlier today, apparently he's a big veal parm fan. Uh, I feel like that's a dish that has kind of gone the way the dinosaur, a lot of restaurants in New York. You got to find a real old school Italian joint that's going to serve up a a good veal parm. Uh, I'm sure they're out there. I don't know. Does like Carbone have a good veal parm? Maybe. I, I'm not. I honestly don't know. I've never been to Carbone. I'm not. I'm not that kind of. I'm not cool like that. But if I find a good veal parm dish, I'll let you know, Robert. Andrew P. Hey everyone, I'd like to clarify. Julius Randle brings a lot to the table. I I appreciate this. I know where this is coming from. Perhaps he's a net positive. There are benefits when he's not on the floor. Um. DJ is him. Uh, if you haven't already watched, and uh, Andrew was kind enough to uh, clip it and put it out on our socials today, DJ Zulo's... Um, it's not a rant, because it wasn't a rant. The rant is... I, I rant sometimes. DJ just very calmly and politely, I was very impressed, explained why like what Julius Randle does and the gravity that he brings to the offense is absolutely essential to the success of everybody. Um, individually and collectively. And Andrew, I, I appreciated your comment just to give you a, a, a tip of the cap. And I think Benji, that's what made it a, such a little great back and forth. Benji articulated the reasons why you're not crazy for bringing up the notion like, hey, is this maybe team maybe better off Julius, without Julius Randle? Because like we've seen the playoff performances and we see the defense and we see the inconsistency. We see all of that. But if you're lo- if you're for different reasons, if you're talking about the Knicks ceiling and you're talking about the Knicks floor, I think in both categories, there's a, a very good argument for why they need Julius Randle on this team. Andrew, I appreciated your comment, even though I knew it was coming as a, as you said it. So I appreciate you being a good sport and for the contribution tonight. And yes, I agree. DJ is him. Thanks, Andrew. It's a big of you, man. Uh, Jessica, what's oh, I, you know, Jessica, you said it. You you spoke the truth. You were with me early on 
when mostly Mensa, but a little bit Jeremy was making fun of me for being concerned about this game and saying like, I just, I can't relax. I can't relax. I can't relax. And I can't relax. And tonight was proof that you can't ever relax. There's no such thing as relaxing in the NBA, the way the sport is played today with the three point variance that is now that now exists. You cannot sit back and be like, yeah, we got this game. It's fine. It's fine. Craziness. Um, So Jessica's comment. I sit so patiently waiting to find out what price you have to pay to get out of going through all these things twice. Oh, mama, can this really be the end to be stuck here inside of mobile with the Memphis Blues again? Uh, As Bob Dylan. Well done, Jessica. As always, you always have the proper words. And not only that, you have the proper Bible verse tonight. <laughs> Shout out to Memphis for to uh, Mensa. Uh, Robert W. Cross, first time, long time with your boy, John. Tough time for injuries. I've been dealing with some foot pain myself. We need to get healthy before the playoffs. What is more important for you to get healthy or for the Knicks to get healthy, Robert? I feel like from a karmic standpoint, it's at least a, it's a conversation as to which takes the priority. Um, but yes, I mean, look again, the good news, there's nothing going on with this team where you're like, this is going to last until the playoffs. So even if the bumps and bruises result in some losses that you would not, you don't want to see perhaps even some losses in the next week and change. Whether it's a three seed, a four seed. A five seed, even at this point, I think it would not quite disaster scenario, but like it's not not great. Six seed. Um, like just think about that. Now we're sitting here and being like, oh my God, disaster scenario, six seed. I, I'm, I'm not saying like it would be fine. They should still do better than that. They should strive to do better than that. It would be a disappointment if they finish six. But at the end of the day, with how the East is jammed up, I'm not even like, especially with the Embiid injury, like just get there healthy, get there healthy, playing well, whatever seed you are, that's the seed you are. That's what matters. Get there healthy. Avoid the play in, but get there healthy. Jasso focused with another one. Don't think you're nuts to say it doesn't change the calculus, but. The Emmanuel quickly's ability for filling in for fill to fill in for Jalen Brunson was taken for granted by us and the front office. Now we just got to deal with it. Yes, absolutely. And you know who else was taken for granted? And I'm saying it. RJ gives you a guy, put the ball in his hands and gives you something good. Now, were the early offensive concerns with Brunson on the bench and to a greater extent with Brunson and Randall on the bench when it looked like the team couldn't do anything? Were those early concerns, were they kind of um, minimized? Have they been minimized over the ensuing weeks? Yes. I think this team without their stars on the floor is not quite as inept as they showed very early on. All that being said, the numbers with Deuce on the floor this year, uh, like, it, sorry, not this year, but with Deuce on the floor without Brunson since the trade, 
I checked them a few days ago. I think it was a 103 offensive rating. It was a 103 defensive rating too. So it's even, right? But like a 103 offensive rating, that's the worst in the league. Um, that's bad. You not just can't can't sustain that. So I the reason why I'm having trouble with the take for granted part of it is because I think the front office's bet was that they would be able to bridge the gap from December 30th to the trade deadline. I have to think that they knew that it was going to take until the trade deadline to bring in a reinforcement or reinforcements. And they've, again, they've gone 16 and three in that time. You literally can't ask for anything better than that. And the three games they lost, they could have won. They had a real chance to win all three games. Um, the but it's put a, it's put a, it's put a lot on the guys, right? And so it's been it's been walking a tightrope. It's been walking a tightrope. I think they anticipated it, and now it's now we're here. Now we're at the trade deadline. So make your move. You know. That's it. Make your move. David Crockett. What's going on, David? Basically, a three-point variance run by Memphis. Nothing changed tonight about the team's needs. Um, yeah. I, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm assuming Brunson is okay. Yeah, that's totally. But I'm taking that comment as we already knew we needed a little bit more and we still need a little bit more, you know? Um, but yeah, no, like again, this shit happens. I, I, all I know is Andrew, I don't know. We couldn't get the game on FUBU, Andrew. So I don't, I couldn't watch it, but you know, you want, you again, you want to be frustrated uh, tonight or you want to see what real frustration looks like tonight. Go talk to a um, Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Uh, they were up by 23 points against the Chicago Bulls. Sure, uh, in the early third quarter, I believe they had that lead, and they are about to lose in overtime. Wolves aren't dealing with any injury issues. Looking at the Wolves, yeah, Wolves had all their starters. Seems like they had all their. Their backups. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the the Bulls shot 12 or 30 from three. That's not that great. So it's not three. But I'm just it, this is a league where the nature of this league, whether regardless of whether you get hot from three, the pressure that offenses put on defenses, including like in this case, the Wolves, the best or whatever they're ranked now, the second best defense in the league. Like there's no, yeah, they're the best defense in the league. There's no way to guard against everything. You can't. You open yourselves up to things. And that's the league we're in right now. And I, I, I appreciate you bringing up that point, David. You're, I'm on point as always. 
What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With the NBA season more than midway through and the NFL season with just three games left, now is as good a time as any to pick combo projections across sports from the specials league for example on any given night take jalen brunson over in points julius randall over in rebounds or og ananobi over in steals then combine it with two nfl props like patrick mahomes over in passing yards or christian mccaffrey over in touchdowns prize picks is a really simple way to play prize picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like on taco tuesday each tuesday prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25 percent to provide even more value prize picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Mark Sable, what's going on, Mark? How you doing, brother? It's always great to hear from you. I don't care about blame. I just want our guys back healthy. But if I'm the front office, as long as I don't give up the farm, I make a trade and I worry about the playoff minutes later. No telling what Randall, OG, Mitch, and Brunson will be back. Well, I think I think Brunson's going to be back soonish. Soonish. I'll put it again. I say a game and a half. Um, the interesting thing here, Mark, if we really want to get into the weeds. So Fred Katz reported today, today or yesterday, one of the days, that they've offered Fournier's contract and a first-round pick for Bruce Brown. Now, I don't know, certainly, and I don't think Fred knows, otherwise I I think he would have reported it. I don't think Fred knows what the first round pick was that they offered. I certainly don't know what the first round pick that they was offered. I would assume that the first round pick that they offered was either the Washington pick, which of all the protected picks that they have has the least likelihood of actually converting into a first round pick or they offered their own first round pick this year, which you figure is going to be in the twenties and which will not affect uh, their ability to make future first round pick trades because Stepien resets after draft night. I would assume those it was one of those two. Those are not great first round picks, especially since the Raptors like this is looked at as a shitty draft, the 2024 draft. Um, the Raptors already have, I mean, they, they may actually lose their own pick in this draft, but like they got, the Detroit pick from the Knicks. I think they have another pick from coming in from somewhere. I forget off the top of my head if they do. The Raptors like, have two picks this year, two extra picks from Indiana that just came in. There you go. Thank you for I, my yes, my bet. Um, so the the pick the Raptors don't want another first round pick this year, and they're probably not all that enthralled with the Washington pick, which is going to convert it to two seconds. So. Again, to go back to your comment, if I'm the front office, as long as I don't give up the farm, I make a trade and worry about playoff minutes later. Putting the Bucks pick, which is, I would argue, 
the best of their draft selections that they have other than their own future unprotected picks. Um, the, I would argue that the, the Bucks, the Bucks pick is not the farm. That's a pick that's going to convey in 2025 or it's not going to convey at all. It's top four protected. If it's top four Pelicans have it. I don't think anyone anticipates the buck, the bucks to finish in the, you know, top four, but that's a pick that like, look, I'm have their game on right now. They're up by three points. Like, Things have not gone great in Milwaukee. I don't think there's any universe where Gian- Giannis A asks out this summer and B gets his wish and they like trade him this summer. So I think Giannis will be there. Dame's going to be there. Dame's not going anywhere. You know, Middleton, they just signed. Like, what's the worst case scenario for the Bucs next year? Even with an injury or two. Like, worst case scenario. They're, uh, I don't know, they're six seed. Maybe I don't know something on that right. So maybe absolute best case scenario, you're talking about a pick in the mid teens, mid to late teens, something like that. Now, 2025 is a good draft. Do you want to give up that asset if you're the Knicks? No, for a myriad of reasons, a myriad of reasons. But it's a good asset. It's not giving up the farm, but it's a good asset. It's something that could come in handy later. I think that's what this conversation is about. Or if you want to make it about the Pistons pick, which is a little bit of a different asset to assess because it banks. There's a lot of variables there. Like how soon are the Pistons going to be able to get to a level of basic competence where they're chasing the A seed that pick two, three years down the line that could convey as like the 12th pick or the 13th pick or the, I think a top side at top eight protection. Hell, that could be the ninth pick in a good draft for all we know. So, but that's what we're really talking about here. How much are you willing to put one of those picks on the table to get a Bruce Brown? Or if you're talking about Alec Burks, how much is it? You may have to rope a third team in because of the contract stuff and you don't want to give away Fournier because you don't want to lose that salary slot. Like, don't, I don't want to get into the weeds on that. That's what we're talking about here. Where you're giving up more than you'd like, it's not giving away the farm. So... And then on top of all that, there's the additional variable of what's the buyout market. For all we know, the Knicks could be sitting here already with a commitment from Kyle Lowry. Like, hey, I'm getting my buyout. I'm going to be on the market and I'm coming to you. I'm not again. I'm, I have no idea whether that's the case. Steve Popper sent out what I consider to be an interesting tweet earlier today about the possibility of Kyle Lowry. Like, how much does that change your calculus? Like, so all of these variables are in play. And I'm as fascinated as anyone to see what they do. Um, I completely agree with you that they need to. They need to. There needs to be another body here. There needs to be another body. But I, I just the reason why I wanted to kind of do this was to to show that like it's there's a big gray area here between giving up the farm and like what you know like be and and being too stingy thanks mark i appreciate it as always uh juanon what's going on juanon three team deal okay here we go fournier and a protected first which protected first to detroit okay Houston gets a second and Knox, Kevin Knox on the move again, my goodness. And we get Burks and Bullock. 
separate deal. Flynn for Derek Rose, get the band back together. Uh, I'll put that separate deal aside for the moment. Um, so Houston gets a second and Knox for Reggie Bullock. And so you're the problem there. And I'm, I think this is more facetious than anything else. Cause you just want to get the band back together. Uh, you're losing your, your precious salary slots. So I think that's going to be a no, but it's, a, I like the thought, uh, Robert W. Cross legend of GMAC. Uh, so apparently I don't have to answer this question. Can we get the NBA to better accommodate the casuals post all-star break? I am asking for Nick's nation, Robert. There are three blank Thursdays for the rest of the season that the casuals will record an episode. You'll get to listen to it on Friday morning. So the NBA has accommodated by following the same schedule that they released back in August. So you're welcome, Robert Cross. And if you'd like to tune in for the casuals, uh, all three of them make appearances on our watch along. So please watch along with us, whether it be on YouTube or if you're able to on playback, by becoming a patron. Uh, so yeah, the, the Mensa was on tonight, hanging out with John and Jeremy. There you go, Robert. You're welcome on behalf of me and the NBA. Isaiah Jackson, let's call the season a bust. Play low and try again next year. I don't think that's going to be how they approach it. It's my gut feeling. Thank you, Isaiah, for the contribution. (laughs) Jostle focus, last one. Sure it is. Uh, Am I the first to say go for the three seed? Now I'll take five. Um. I, I think it's a, it would be a fun game to play for the rest of this year. Like after each additional game, what should we set the over under on for like acceptable seed? I think right now, I think the and, and to, I would be surprised if this changed anytime soon. I think the the number is three and a half. I think it's still reasonable to want the three seed. I think it's still somewhat reasonable to expect the three seed. I don't think it's unreasonable to sit here and be like four seeds. Okay. Um, five to me at this point, because then you're assuming that one of the Sixers or Pacers is going to pass you. And like, I've touted the Pacers as much as anyone. Uh, I, I think very highly of the Pacers. I think they're a pain in the ass to play. I think they are going to be heard from before the end, before all is said and done. They won tonight. It was a good win. All that being said, we are four and a half games up on them. Now, look, four and a half games up with uh, 30 with 31 games to go is not a lot. I think we're the better team when healthy for sure. I think we're the better team. And I, I I think there's a lot of variance with that Pacer team and how they play. I, and I'm not sure I see them reeling off. So I feel good about finishing ahead of the Pacers and not great. I feel I feel okay about finishing ahead of the Pacers. And with the Embiid injury, we're two up on Philly right now. I I gotta say, like finish ahead of Philly. You know, finish ahead of Philly. Of the two, I, I kind of am actually more worried about Indiana. And then after that, you got Miami and Orlando. Um, Orlando beat Miami tonight to tighten up that race. Both of those teams now are 27 and 24. They are 11 and a half games back of first, which means they are um, six games back of us. Yeah, 
So again, is it possible Miami or Orlando go on a big run? Yeah, it's possible. Do I am I am I do I think either of those teams are making up six games? No, I don't. So again, I'm putting the number at three and a half. You want to give me three seed, you want to give me four seed, fine. Um for me, I think I think we should expect more than the five seed at this point. And this is me saying this. You know? Thanks, Joe. Mike G, what's going on, Mike G? The DeJounte Murray trade has no real downside for us. We need a third creator, even with a healthy Randall. The deal is there for the taking. Uh, no. Uh, one, the deal is not there for the taking. Uh, there for the taking implies that you just get a player for whatever the fuck you want to give up. Uh, the Hawks want real stuff. The Hawks gave away three years worth of future draft equity. Unprotected future draft equity. I think maybe one of those things, either one of the picks or the swap was protected. Actually, maybe not. But they gave up a ton to get this guy. There is no universe, I will repeat, no universe in which the Hawks trade away DeJounte Murray unless they are getting at least one future first round pick unprotected back in the deal. They're not doing that if they don't get that because then it's like they should just fire themselves. And the Knicks are not giving up a future unprotected first round pick because it is not worth it to do so for a variety of reasons that have to do with their future plans. But first with a bullet, again, I don't know how many different ways I have to say this. You bring it into Jonathan Murray here. He's starting for your team. Jonathan Murray is not coming off the bench. This team is not that far away from being healthy again. Julius Randle could be back after the All-Star break. Let's say he misses another few weeks. Okay, fine. OG will be back after the All-Star break. And Brunson will be fine. And DiVincenzo is here and lighting up the freaking gym every time he takes the court. You really want to break up this starting lineup for DeJounte Murray? That's worth it for you? This is not Donovan Mitchell, who I think that's a more interesting conversation. But that's Donovan Mitchell, one of the 10 best offensive players in the league. DeJounte Murray is not that. So you're not getting him for free. He would impact what you're doing right now. Um, and I just I, I, I just don't see the logic at the price point. I just don't see it. Thanks, Mike. Robert W. Cross with another one. Uh, it's your boy, John. Any concern for Hart and Brunson here, given the launch of your new podcast? Maybe there is something to load management. Um, I don't think I my my you know my my stress aside, podcasting is not something that should stress anybody out. So I, I feel like that they're fine with the with the new pod. They'll be okay. It's a good question though. Jasso focus last one. 11 first round picks. Why can't we park with two? Who are we parking with two for? You're going back to Murray? It's not about parting with two. It's about which two. All first round picks are not created equal. They want to keep their ability to, to put the full sushi boat package on the table. And they are smart to do so. If you're going to, if you're going to if you're going to take that off the table, it better be for a player that is like incredibly worth it. Incredibly worth it. You know, like um, 
Boston. Boston gave up a top one protected pick swap in 2030. And no, notably, a, a swap in 2030. So you could still trade the full boat around that pick because it's only a swap. And it is, it is protected for one year at top one, and it does not carry over to any further years. That was a top one protected swap. And you know who that was for? That was for Derek freaking White, who people wanted to be on the All-Star team this year because he was awesome and transformed their team much in the same way that OG and OB transformed the Knicks. I'm sorry. I don't think that Jonathan Murray is going to have that level of impact on the Knicks because I'm not even sure he would make the Knicks better. That which sounds insane. Like I, he's a very good player. I don't, I just don't see the fit here. If he has to be in the starting lineup and you are not convincing me that he's coming off the bench. I'm not getting off this point. I'm just not. Abdullah Diallo. What's going on? Abdullah? Julius OG and Grimes are all going to feel like trade deadline acquisitions. The boost we need to march into the playoffs, ready to beat anyone in the series. I like this. I like this. This is a good take. I could get behind this take. This is a good take. Thanks, Abdullah. Busy. This was all tips fault. <laughs> Another good take. Thank you, Busy. I love you. I love you, Busy. You're the best. R- wrapping up the night with two good takes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's it. We're done. That is it. I need to get us to 120, though. So um, I'm asking people in the chat. So John did respond to you. I I believe this is mostly because um, this is what he said. 100% agree. Oh, you know what? He talked to you. You say it. 100% agree here, John. I just don't think the Hawks going to require premium first rounders that are going to fuck up the Knicks plans. Um, I, I do. Let's just argue for argument's sake. Let's say the, let's say the, Lakers don't put the I keep forgetting what year it is, whatever the one distant first that they have, right? Let's say they don't put it on the table, which would be an interesting bet for the Lakers to make um, because, again, do I read anything into the LeBron chicanery of the last week? No, I do not, because what is it? What is it in furtherance of? It is in furtherance of him getting his way right now. And what does he want right now? He wants a major upgrade right now. What is the best upgrade they could get right now? It's DeJounte Murray. Would DeJounte Murray help their team? I think that's an easy one, right? That's an easy yes. Um, And the Lakers are playing games and whatever, fine. So do you really want to take that chance if you're LA and not get Murray and risk the Hawks not 
like making a deal with you if you because that's the other part of it, right? You're not putting reason on the table. You're not putting that first on the table. You want to tell me it's about quibbling with protections for that future pick, like the uh, Lakers did with the trade they made last year. What with with uh, like Lakers did with the trade they made last year, where they 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 traded away one of their two future firsts and they got some protections on it. Maybe. Maybe it's about quibbling over the protections, but like they got to put that pick on the table. The protections can't be too high. Um, the protections can't roll over. So like at the end of the day, you, you do need to put a premium asset on the table. I'm not sure you want to screw around with that if you're LA. Because then all of a sudden, you've really put yourself in a situation where LeBron James is entering a year where he could say, peace, guys, I'm out. And like it's not like the dude hasn't left franchises before. So I don't think the Lakers will screw around here. Maybe they do. I don't think they do. Besides that point, we got some recent reporting from... Fuck this. I forget who the hell it was. But someone of note, someone credible. Maybe it was just Fred talking about this with me at some point. Or someone where it was like... Ever since who you were on with this, where someone went into the Landry Fields front office, they added someone, and ever since that guy got there, they basically the the attitude of the league has changed in terms of how much the Hawks are going to be feel the need to like do certain moves before this deadline. Wasn't that Berman? No, it was not Berman. Okay, I I'm trying to remember how serious I took that. No, that wasn't permanent. It was someone else recently. Um, but like, there's a very, I think, like if you only offer the Hawks like some protected firsts or or some for a bunch of firsts coming like these these picks that the Knicks are comfortable giving away. For, I just don't think you're getting Jonathan Murray. Chad like, is be- saying it was Fred. By the way, it was Bagley and Fred when they talked about it um, on Cats and Shoot last week. That's what it was. I knew I heard. I was like Bagley or Cats. It was on I'm the beat. I- it was on the beat. You're right. I'm assuming I had the conversation with one of them, but it was I was not part of the conversation. Nonetheless, the two beat reporters who everybody trusts the most said it. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's a thing. Um, I don't think the trade's getting made if you don't offer real stuff. And I'm I, I'm not putting a future unprotected first on the table. I'm just not gonna do it. So three more super chats came in. Busy. And on how and on low. How I'm assuming he means full. This is all. No, no, no. he means low. End on a low. He just didn't use punctuation. Waste characters. End on low. Fault. This is all Tibbs and John Fault. So this is all your fault and Tibbs. And fault. Tibbs. Okay, I'll take the. I'll take the brunt. There you go. With my boy. And Abdullah Diallo. Boy, do I miss watching Julius play basketball? We all do. I hope we do at least. If you don't, then you know you should. And Robert Cross, this was Tibbs, John, and Kevin Danishevsky's fault. I, I'm more comfortable putting the blame on Kevin's shoulders. I'll go all three. That's fine. Equal blame, or are you div- divvying up the pie? Oh, the blame pie. We could we could give Kevin most of the blame. That's fine. Yeah. And then what I reacted to earlier was this. Yeah. I, I You want to read I it? I didn't tell him to do it. This is from... A little somebody called Hiram Claudio, who most of you know is Pastor Claudio. Uh, we're related. AKA. Me, me and this Claudio. Uh, ending on a high note. KFS rules. Thanks, Dad. I'm going home Thanks. this weekend. I'm going to, well, to Long Island this weekend. We're going to watch a Super Bowl. Um, Excuse me, the big game, because we're not allowed to say the Super Bowl, apparently. 
whatever um yeah. thank you pastor claudio that's incredibly kind uh your thank you for for giving us your your firstborn yes sacrificed him to the Knicks gods sacrificed to the Knicks gods worthy sacrifice much much like Jalen Brunson sacrificed to the gods you know we were so close to ending on a high note thank you dad for the con- for the very generous contribution that i didn't even ask for but i very very much appreciate but unfortunately kevin deshevsky go away <laughs> Kevin Nashevsky just had to ruin it. Like you ruin everything, Kevin. Thank you. And then one more. Hold on, Jocelyn. Jocelyn Focus. Definitely GMAC's fault for no Jeremy tonight. I scheduled Jeremy tonight. Jeremy was on. Oh, you no, mean the, the dance? Jam. The dance clip. The dance clip. We're that was a nine-game winning streak thing. We're trying to to phase it out, folks. Why so. would we phase that out? Uh, because John, okay. Who made the worst decision tonight? Tom Thibodeau for not playing Evan Fournier, or you for not playing the Jeremy clip? Maybe it's me. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's I'm me. Now the super just, chats are just rolling in. I'm so. just asking questions, Je- Jessica. John, what's the stupidest trade suggestion you have heard the last several weeks? You're really going to ask me this? And why was it probably from Robert Randolph? We don't have to name call. <laughs> We're good. Um, I don't. Have I heard a really stupid one? I don't know. The only thing I really pay attention to anymore is is the Substack chat, and I feel like people's ideas in there have been uh, like at least defensible. Um, did you get any LeBron to the Knicks trades in the Substack chat, or did you guys not even entertain that? Yeah, people talked about it, but like, look, here's the here's the thing, and this is the and I actually have I wrote about this in today's newsletter. Putting aside all the nonsense and putting aside the emotional component of it, like. Really, after all this, we're just going to end up with LeBron James, and that's how we're. That's the final chapter of the story. Mm-hmm. From like a basketball perspective, like put LeBron James on this team at like power forward spot. They're, the, they're a legit contender for the next at least two years. Even go a year, whatever. But you I'm know. saying like this year, like if, if for some reason he got traded at the deadline tomorrow, right? Yeah, but then was, you're a contender this year. He resigns. Your contender and, next and actually, year, you know, because Brunson's not on his max yet. Like you have room to operate. You're awesome. You know? You're you're awesome. You're really you're, <laughs> you're a really good freaking team. Yeah. But um, was it ever going to happen before the trade deadline? No. I guess the only thing, and again, I don't think this is stupid because the thought crossed my mind is the DeRozan stuff, which again, are are the prophet Robert Randolph. I, I guess maybe said something about. It. If you told me like Julius Randall was going to be out for like the rest of the year. Is there a world where I could see the logic of DeMar DeRozan? Because you, I guess, ostensibly would be starting him at the three and you'd have DiVincenzo shooting and you have OG and you'd have OG and DiVincenzo to prop up your defense along with a center to prop up your defense. Um, Even then, I'm not sure. (laughs) I love it. Um, And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Julius is probably like, He's probably going to come back. And Dante Vincenzo, or excuse me, uh, DeMar DeRozan is an impending unrestricted free agent. And then you've just taken your, because you're going to, you would obviously use Fournier to use to, to get him. Then that puts you in a, a tough position because then it's like you're either losing for nothing or you try to facilitate a sign and trade. And then that, that's an issue. Um, so yeah. Abdulladiallo. Thank you so much for the generous contributions that I believe. We appreciate it. Jalen is the type of guy to say over my dead body if they tell him to miss a game. You might be right. You, you, you might be right. But you know who else is that? It's Julius. And I I think one question that maybe hasn't been asked is how much of the fact that Julius didn't get surgery 
Like, do we can we sit here and say without without question that like they didn't recommend surgery for Julius, and he was just like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna I'm gonna rehab this, and I'm gonna be back." I don't. I, it's the Knicks and a medical situation. Like, we have no idea. No, we. I, mean, just, but, I agree with you. We, that's on the table because of who Julius be, is. Because but. Julius is like again, Fred said it on his uh, is his pod we did recently. Yeah, his pod. Uh, like nobody wants to play more than Julius, which is like the other reason why you appreciate him for what he is. Another one from Abdullah. Did not know Friday Night Knicks guy even spoke. Uh, oh, he speaks. I don't know how we. I me, hi, I slash we got on his shit list. Did he like shout us out last year? Uh, he shouted us out recently when Bobby Marks said that he was going to be on our pod and he was like, I need to, maybe I need to go on the Knicks film school. And I responded with the, um, I forget which wrestler it was, but, um, oh, oh yeah. and I was just like, no way. I don't think so, pal. That's not how this works. So you wouldn't have Robert Randolph on the pod. I would, but that would have to be a very pre-planned podcast. I don't even know. Because I, like, gotta be honest, I wouldn't want to talk about the Knicks with him. Like he's a very talented musician that has a lot of lot of accolades to his career that I'd like to like the guy does the Thursday night theme for the for the Amazon as well. Like I'd rather get his stories from the industry the, that he's in. It's like if pro- we had Ben Stiller on, I don't want to talk Knicks with him. Well, no, I'd talk a little Knicks with Ben Stiller. I would let him talk about the Knicks. I have so many more questions about movies and yes, television. I know. Well, you know? He, he's starred in your Favorite comedy of all time. Favorite comedy ever. Um, and directed that movie. Thank you. There you much. go. But like with Robert, Ray, like here's the thing. Your own Weissman already did this. He wrote the article in which he flat out asked Robert uh, Randolph the the first question that I would ask him, which is like, are, are you, is this a bit? And are you in on the bit? And Robert told him on the record, like, no, this is not a bit. This is just. And then he proceeded to do the article accordingly. Um, I. I don't. I wouldn't know how to do that interview other than to f- come out and ask him at some point pretty early. Like, is this a is this joke or like what are we doing here? And if he said no, it's not a joke. Your response would be, I wouldn't know what to. I, I just I, I I would kind of be flabbergasted, and I guess I would be like, all right, well, what do you think about your track record? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I would say. Well, let's just go to the stats. Yes, on cleaning the glass, yeah. run the zeroth percentile yeah. in accuracy. You are you have Mitchell Robinson level usage in comparison to the rest of the league. Yes, when it comes to reporting. Indeed. When it comes to reporting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. John uh, with another one. This is just crazy. This uh, we got to hundred. We got to an hour and twenty. Uh, hashtag ball movement. Hashtag creation juice. Hashtag fifty three wins. We got them all in there. Thank you, Ja. And then one more for now. The Ron visual variant. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Really seriously, this was a uh, this night started on a down note, and now I'm like laughing uh, deliriously. Uh, Deron visual variant just saw a replay. I hope I'm wrong, but ten dollars says says we see JB on his podcast before we see him on the court. You might be right. I don't know. We'll see. Um, um, I, you'll win that bet because the pod's coming out Thursday morning, so we won't see him on <laughs> the court Thursday, Thursday night bad. anyway. Yeah. I don't know. So you win, Gerard. I get. I get what the tweet. I wouldn't tweet the the chat is saying, but yeah, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't. Nothing would surprise me. 
I, let me rephrase that. If he was out to the All-Star break, that would would it shock me? Shock me. It would surprise me. It would not shock me. The fact that all of the that there's a difference there. There the fact that all of the reporting is saying that like no crutches, DiVincenzo spoke to him. Like Woj came out with a tweet about Randall as the like game was ending and you were doing your post game that he dislocated his shoulder and then not much damage was. Well, that was the most ridiculous tweet ever. Oh, I know. The, the him and Shams are going back and forth for most ridiculous tweets ever at the moment. But um, yeah, I I think Thursday I, I I'm expecting him to not play, and Saturday with hopefully new teammates, we'll see him back on the court. Um, that'd be nice. I w- I wouldn't mind that. All right, neither would I. Now we're done. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. This was uh, this was a journey. Uh, please like this video and also subscribe to our channel, this YouTube channel that you may be watching right now. If you're listening on the podcast feed later, uh, leave a five star rating and uh, even better a review. I read a, a very lovely review of the pod this week. I we we I keep getting these emails that says we're one of the top twenty basketball podcasts in the country, which is which is cool. We keep staying up there in the top two hundred of sports podcasts in the entire country. That's pretty cool. We can't do that, obviously, without your support. Um, please, again, if you dig the pod, um, it, it really it means a lot. Again, the reviews, the five star ratings, and obviously subscribe to all the all the channels. Um, we will be back with more fun and games uh, very soon. On that note, we're out.